This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at TaraEnolan.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. First, let's welcome my awesome co-host, Tony Shore. How are you doing today? I am so good. If I was any better, my name would be Chris McKinney, as I like to say. And you know I like that one. Um, but Chris, yeah, I mean, we all we all dream about being Chris McKinney, but it's good to see you. You're looking good Thank as you. usual. And I, as usual, uh, it's fun to do the show with you, but I do miss Tara. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's so busy. Well, you both are. I mean, it's just been crazy, hasn't it? Has been crazy. She's been doing so much work for the Pentagon. And then also for uh, Peterson Air Force Base, uh, so she's she's uh, been just on the go, traveling in meetings just all the time. It just never but seems plus to she stop. Still, yeah, but plus she still helps you out with the you know she still works with the clients in the financial business. So yes. I don't know how she finds the time. Uh, eventually she'll slow down, but I've never met anyone else with the energy and drive of Tara Nolan ever. N- and so uh, I just get tired thinking about her schedule, but I know that you've been full-time focusing on uh, the uh, financial planning business, being a financial advisor for uh, a lot of folks here in the community. In fact, after the last couple shows, uh, we've heard from people. It's great. And I know you love meeting with our listeners. So uh, that's always good too. Why don't you quickly, before we jump into today's topic, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation. Yes, Tony, you can reach us at 719-210-4242. We've set aside 20 complimentary consultations, as Tony mentioned. Uh, so give us a call. Uh, you can also go out to our website and send us an email from there. Uh, so please give us a call at 719-210-4242. We'll get you set up with one of those complimentary consultations. Be one of the first 20 callers. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a great deal. Uh, Pick up the phone. uh, Give Chris a call. Uh, If you need to leave a message, he'll call you back and set up that complimentary consultation. I know you've set aside uh, 20 slots for the next 20 callers to set up appointments. And uh, you've been keeping busy with that. That's for sure. And I think that's fantastic. Now, what are we talking about on today's show? What's our topic today? Well, our topic today, Tony, is spend less and save more. Those two ah. simple phrases are, get, are going to get it done. So, but often as financial experts, we focus on either what you could have saved or what's been spent. But today we're going to focus on the positive. Today's episode looks at a group of Americans who have recently cut their spending, and that group is larger than you think. 
Yeah, well, focusing on the positive today. I love it. So where do we start with this topic? So, Tony, we're going to start with, as we always do, by mentioning our source for the information fueling today's discussion. The data comes from a July 2019 article from The Motley Fool. 33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. We'll look at each of the three tips from the article in depth. But first, what are some of the reasons that people might be looking to cut back on expenses? Well, that's a, you know, a good thing to look at, right? Well, yeah, that's a great thing to look at. Um, and it's a good question. Uh, you know, why do people need to cut back on expenses? Um, I can imagine that the possibilities are nearly endless. What does the article say? Well, the reasons cited in the article were a loss of job or income, newly acquired debt, uh, fear of a possible future downturn in the economy. It's likely that you've encountered some, if not all, of these scenarios and motivations. Even if you're lucky enough to avoid these factors, these tips can still be valuable for your personal finances. Well, hopefully a lot of our listeners aren't dealing with any of those difficult circumstances, but they do happen. Uh, just in case, what's today's first tip? The first tip in the article is follow a budget. I know a lot of people don't like to have a budget, but it's at least good to start some, with some kind of guideline. I'd add that for many people, a preliminary step would be creating a budget in the first place. You can easily create a budget by looking through your recent bank and credit card statements. Some of your monthly expenses will be obvious. You know, your rent, mortgage costs, those kind of things. Car or student loans are likely to be a consistent amount each month. What are you spending on dining out? What does your daily coffee add up to each week or month? It's really helpful to get a handle on what those things are. These questions can help you identify your categorized spending. Once you've identified these categories, you can begin to create your budget. This will allow you to find the areas where you can reduce your spending. Well, reducing spending is key. Uh, that's what we're talking about. And it, it's amazing how those daily expenses can add up, uh, they add up quick, uh, and they can add up to a large amount over the course of, you know, just a month or a year, especially, right? That's, that's true, Tony. It truly is. Spending that seemingly isn't as big takes up a large part of our budget. The big expenses like car loan payments, rent, or mortgages are easy to notice because there's a chance you're spending just as much in other categories that don't get as much attention. Subscriptions that automatically renew are always something that I advise my clients, friends, and family to keep an eye on. Are you still using that app or service you bought last year? Even if you delete it a few months ago, it's possible you'll still be charged for access you aren't currently using. Gyms and entertainment services like cable often have introductory periods. Those periods can end and your costs can skyrocket. Sometimes you might not even notice, even if you've already established a budget. It's a good practice to review your statements and watch for any irregularities in billing. Well, and that's a great idea. I'm sure there are surprising transactions in almost everyone's monthly expenses. Uh, best to be on alert. Yes, Tony. Shopping lists are another thing that I'd like to mention. Much like making a budget, a shopping list can be a helpful way to avoid overspending. If it's not on the list, it doesn't go in the cart. It doesn't matter if the cart is physical or digital. It can almost feel like a challenge or a game 
to make sure you follow your shopping list and stay within your budget. Right. Staying with that can be tough. And you're using the B word today, budget. That's a dirty <laughs> word to a lot of people. Yes, but it maybe, is. As I always say, spending plan. But <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, good tips today for cutting our spending. Now, um, our time is almost up for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take a quick break here, Chris? Yes, Tony. Preparing for retirement is an important part of your financial success. Visit our website, TaraEnolan.com. Or call our office, 719-210-4242. We have an offer for today for the first 20 callers. Uh, We have set aside 20 complimentary consultations. So give us a call at 719-210-4242. We want to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. That sounds great. And I know, and you, I know you and Tara just love talking to people. And I want to let our listeners know that Uh, It's really easy. You don't have to be nervous. Uh, You don't have to bring a checkbook. It's not going to cost you anything, but super valuable and educational uh, to really look at where you're at, how much risk you're taking on. Do you have a good plan for retirement? Uh, What do you need to get that plan? Uh, And where can you go from there? I think it's fantastic. What's that number our listeners can call once again? That number, Tony, is 719-210-4242. Please give us a call. All right. Sounds good. And listeners, stay tuned for more insights on how to reduce spending here on Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Chris McKinney. There may have been a time when the ups and downs of the stock market were exciting. But if you're retired or near retirement, for you, that time has passed. A predictable return, a predictable income, and security may not be exciting, but your needs usually change as you grow older. When you are ready for a relatively more predictable instead of an exciting financial plan, call Tara Nolan Advisory Services. We focus on crafting financial strategies that aren't exciting, but effective. You can get your adrenaline rush elsewhere. Give our office a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at TaraEnolan.com. Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at TaraEnolan.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page to check out our past shows and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Today, we've been talking about cutting back on spending with some tips from a July 2019 article from The Motley Fool, 33% of Americans slashed their spending this past year. Here's how you can do it. In the first segment, we touched on how making a budget could impact your spending and help you find areas that you can reduce your spending. Well, and I really like how you mentioned making a shopping list and stick to the list. I know I've fallen into (laughs) impulse buying in the past. Uh, That's something I'm guilty of. We were talking about that before the show, but uh, what's another tip from that article? These are good. (laughs) Well, another tip, Tony, is to reduce your excess spending is to avoid spending for fun. For most Americans, shopping falls into two categories. Necessity. Now you're really now you're really directing it towards me personally. <laughs> that's, I think that's right. I feel a little I feel a little under attack personally right now. <laughs> so I have a sister in law, 
And she and my father-in-law get together and they like to watch late night TV and shop in front of the TV oh, on their oh, iPads. That's really bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's not good. <laughs> that is shopping for entertainment. And yeah. so that is a category. The other category we do for shopping is for necessities. Necessities rarely provide an opportunity for savings because you need them. But entertainment may be an area to cut back. In our modern life, online shopping has become so extremely easy and convenient, and in some cases, maybe a bit too easy and convenient. You have something pop up on your phone, you hit, hit the, oh, I want to see that, and then you hit the buy it now button, and it's, it's coming in two days. So shopping for only for essentials online can help cut back on some of your spending activity. Browsing or window shopping can be fun, but a dangerous temptation. Replacing your window shopping time with a novel or a newspaper can help you avoid spending temptations. Well, and I believe that's a good point, but I I think you have one more tip for us, right? That's right, Tony. Uh, One more tip from this article, then we'll turn our attention to another source. The final tip mentioned is to hide your credit cards. This bit of advice has been popular. (laughs) I've tried that. (laughs) Did it work? Uh, yeah, it actually does. If you well, if you don't carry your credit card with you, that's one way to do it. Yeah. So so don't don't take your wallet to the to where you sit in front of the TV, and and yeah. make sure your wallet is separate from your phone and your iPad wherever you sit to to do those things, so that your credit card isn't an easy source. Don't save your credit card on your phone or your or your iPad so that you can't just say, oh yeah. I remember my my last security code. I can I can buy it now. So uh, this bit of advice has been really popular in recent discussions. Uh, I've even read some outlandish suggestions to avoid using your credit cards. Um, so you could you could put them in a security box. Uh, you could give them to somebody else for safekeeping. Um, there was one person that actually literally put it in ice and and froze it in their freezer. So there's lots of different ways to do this. A block of ice. A block of ice. Yeah. So so then it would take them whatever time to melt it, to get it out if they really wanted to buy something. Uh, So it gave them the time of the ice melting to decide if they really wanted to buy it. Right. So it's kind of a a pause button. So no matter what type of steps you uh, take to avoid using them, reduce your credit card spending can be really valuable. Interest charges can compound quickly and eat away at, at a, even more of your income. Yeah. Well, I think we have to go back up to that block of ice trick. I've never <laughs> heard never heard of that one before. So uh, freezing your credit cards in a block of ice. I mean, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does seem extreme. But you were saying uh, the idea is that... Uh, it has to melt before you can use it, so it gives you time to think about it. Is that the idea? Yeah, it just it just puts a pause on that impulse, uh, so you lose your impulse uh, to buy that uh, that little advertisement that came across or uh, something that say, "Hey, I need you know I need this. You know this will help me with my gardening, or this will help me with that." Uh, it makes that little impulse kind of uh, wane and decide. Then you can make a logical decision. Uh, do I really need this? Is Does what I have really meet my needs? Um, maybe I don't need that latest gadget in the kitchen um, or whatever it might be. 
so it just comes to managing your spending. Um, that is an extreme thing, locking up your credit card or freezing it in ice. It's, it's kind of extreme way of doing it. So uh, we're now going to turn our attention to another resource from Motley Fool. This is a study that was published in March of 2019, The Most Wasteful Spending Habits Among Americans. This study highlights some of the lowlights of wasteful spending. They surveyed more than 1,000 individuals about their spending habits. Let's work through these. Perhaps our audience also has been guilty of some of these habits. Well, yeah, obviously we've probably... Uh, all been guilty uh, of some of these, uh, and uh, these seem like valid areas. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure I've been guilty of wasteful spending. Um, I really thought that Beanie Baby investment was going to pay <laughs> off. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just kidding. But I do have a record collection, uh, albums, vinyl, oh. uh, and CD collection that uh, that my wife uh, wishes I probably didn't spend money on, but. Uh, but there it is. Right. And, but then we think, oh, well, it's valuable. I'm, I want to keep it and own it. And then do we ever actually sell it? So how valuable is it if you can't sell it? So that's always a hard thing when you're talking about collections, right? So it, it, that's a really good place to start is what are you collecting? So let's define what many survey respondents considered wasteful spending. The most commonly cited examples include paying too much for certain fees or paying a higher interest rate on financed items. They also include forgetting to return things that don't fit or can't be used. Consuming excess energy was another wasteful habit mentioned. You know, I have a bad habit of not returning things to Home Depot, and so that's something that I've <laughs> got to work on. Yeah, uh, I bet uh, I bet Tara's gotten after you for that one. <laughs> Yes, right? yes, especially if it's a table <laughs> saw or something like that. Right, well, yeah, big ticket <laughs> items, yeah, for sure. And, and wow, those are all valid areas, obviously, of wasteful spending. But are those the most common areas uh, from that survey? Well, the most common uh, waste of money was throwing out leftovers or expired food. Nearly 70% of the survey's respondents said they frequently engage in this habit. This aligns with the United States Department. Department of Agriculture estimate that in the United States, 30 to 40% of the total food supply is wasted. The USDA reported that food waste is the single largest component that goes into public landfills. So food waste is a national challenge. So what other habits uh, popped up as the most common then? Some of the other habits that made the top 10 included frequenting fast food restaurants. Oh yeah. So you're buying overpriced beverages and of course the famous impulse buying. In their blog, What Motivates Impulse Buying, psychologytoday.com says that some individuals possess a personality trait called impulse buying tendency, which makes it easier to give into that temptation. This often can lead to buyer's remorse. This ironically brings unhappiness which is often the very feeling the impulse buyer was attempting to avoid. Wow. Uh, interesting. Is there a way that an individual can try to avoid that kind of impulse buying habit? Uh, yes, Tony. Impulse buying now and then in moderation can be harmless. But if you find yourself consistently falling into this temptation, or if you feel that you want to avoid it in certain situations, 
The article from Psychology Today suggests asking yourself this question. Did I plan to buy this or did I get the urge to buy it just now? Mm. Um, is there a place in my house for this if I buy it? Is it Good questions. You know, where is it going to go? What's it going to do for me? Those are questions you should ask yourself before you buy. So if this purchase wasn't part of an established plan, isn't on your shopping list or part of your budget, you can probably chalk it up to an impulse buying temptation. In the last segment, we turned our attention to a study from MotleyFool.com that was published in March of 2019, The Most Wasteful Spending Habits Among Americans. This study looks at some common elements of wasteful spending. Motley Fool surveyed more than a thousand individuals about their spending habits. Some of the top reasons for waste we covered in the last segment were impulse buying and food waste. Wow. Yeah, both uh, both pretty troubling, and we've probably all been guilty of one or the other uh, at some point in time. And listeners, if you're just joining us, go to TaraEnolan.com, go to the show page, and you can download this or uh, many of our episodes. You can listen to this show, past shows, or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify, as uh, Chris mentioned there I uh, just wanted to remind listeners of that if they maybe miss something and are just tuning in. That's a great reminder, Tony. We cover a lot of information in each episode of Nolan Financial Radio, and those downloads provide the opportunity to review some of the topics. Turning back to our source for today, one more example of wasteful spending from the survey is paying excessive fees or unnecessary interest. Credit cards are often a big part of our personal economies. However, when was the last time you took the time to compare credit card interest rates and fees? Are you sure you have the best card for your spending habits? Many credit cards have reward programs, frequent flyer accumulation, or even cash back options. It could be possible that your credit cards aren't providing the best benefits for your spending habits. Right. Uh, yeah, that's true. And taking the opportunity to maximize your credit card rewards and benefits, that could be a valuable change in your spending habits. Uh, if you have to have credit cards, why not take full advantage of those options, right? That's, that's right, Tony. It's a great point. There are many possibilities out there that can impact your overall financial health. One of the reasons that I want to focus on these potential areas of wasteful spending is what can happen when those habits are adjusted. In the survey, respondents were asked what they would do with their money if they wasted less of it. 63% said they'd stress less about their personal finance situation. More than half felt that they'd better meet their financial responsibilities. And here's the big stuff. 57% said that they'd invest or invest more, and 61% said they had saved more for retirement. So it's a good place to redirect those funds that you're losing to wasteful spending uh, that aren't really providing you uh, a better life, uh, but can provide you a better life in retirement. Ah, there you go. And that's key because in retirement, uh, we really want to have a comfortable retirement. We've worked all our lives for it. Uh, and so these wasteful spending habits are having a direct impact on people's long-term financial goals then. That's exactly right, Tony. Saving money is difficult, no matter if it's for a rainy day or for a long-term goal like retirement. There are tools like automatic contributions to a 401k or an individual retirement account that can help. 
but if you could eliminate some wasteful spending habits, thinking, excuse me, but if you could eliminate some wasteful spending habits, think of how much more money you could save for your financial future. Well, yeah, obviously that's huge. By combining the ways to slash spending and avoid wasteful spending habits, we can then save more money and eventually fulfill our goals. And that's that's the bottom line right there, isn't it? Yes, Tony, exactly. Let's recap the ways to cut spending from the Motley Fool article we mentioned earlier in the show. The first tip in the article is to follow a budget or a spending plan. And as I mentioned before, for many people, a preliminary step would be to create a budget in the first place. Know what you're spending your money on. Well, yeah, that's that's key right there. A lot of people don't. <laughs> they don't think about it long enough, right? Um, so step one then, create and follow a budget. Check. Got that. Yeah, Tony. Tip number two, avoid spending for fun. Focus your spending on necessities and do your best to avoid spending too much on entertainment. Again, set an amount for entertainment as part of your budget and stick to it. The final tip to cut back on spending is hide your credit cards, making them less accessible and build in safeguards. Freeze them in a block of ice or make sure that you (laughs) must discuss potential purchases with the partner before you take a leap. So for like Tara and I, we discuss, we have a limit of if we're going to buy something and it's over this limit, then we have to have a discussion about whether or not we really need to buy that. There's, there's no purchasing without discussion on big ticket items. Right. Uh, exactly. And I think that's really important. Uh, and the block of ice thing, hey, whatever it takes really to control your spending, if it works, it works. And And of course, after we cut spending, we want to try to avoid those areas that commonly result in wasteful spending then. Yes, Tony, you can impact your personal finances by avoiding wasting money on impulse buying and food waste. You should also avoid excess fees and interests. Slashing your spending and avoiding wasteful excesses can be a valuable tactic to create additional financial security. Hopefully our discussion about these tips to curb your spending has provided you with some ideas to improve your savings and help you reach your financial goals both today and in the future. Right. And it's been a great discussion. Uh, But as usual, our time has flown by. We're almost out of time for this week's show. Do you have any additional information you want to share with us before we have to go today? Yes, Tony. Visit our website at TaraEnolan.com. Um, you can email us there or you can call our office at 719-210-4242. We've set aside 20 complimentary consultations for our first 20 callers today here at Nolan Financial. We want to provide you with information to help you make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Also, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please don't hesitate to call us at 719 719- Two one zero four two four two. You can reach us at that number to set up your complimentary consultation if you're one of the first 20 callers. All right. See, that sounds like a great offer. And I know you love meeting and talking with our listeners out there. But folks, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Chris McKinney. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.